This is the Drummer's Resource Podcast, session 177. And the quote of the day is, ask and you shall receive. You're listening to the Drummer's Resource Podcast, home of in-depth interviews with the world's greatest drummers and industry professionals. Information, education, and motivation for drumming and beyond. What's going on, everybody? Nick Ruffini here with another session of the Drummer's Resource Podcast. I hope you're having an awesome Friday. Well, it's Thursday for me because I'm recording this uh, a day early, but I hope you're having a happy Friday. Hope you had a great Thursday, too. So I just just got done responding to all these emails that were left in my inbox, 187 emails, and some of them were like all the way back to 2014. And the thing that, that maybe you don't realize is that I absolutely love getting emails from you guys like absolutely love it and I respond to all my emails and out of all of the emails that I get those 187 have slipped through the cracks in the last uh in the last you know two years or so but I responded to all of them so if you've emailed me and you haven't heard back from me email me again if you haven't emailed me and you want to or you want to chat or ask me a question or whatever please email me I love hearing from you guys I really do and I will respond uh hopefully it won't take me two years to get back to you but when I was recording all of the or recording, I don't even know what the hell I'm saying anymore. When I was responding to all these emails, there was a common there was a bunch of common themes that were that were sort of running through all of these emails. And I said, you know what? Just because these people have emailed me with these questions, I'm sure that there's other people who have the same question. So I was like, it's about time to do another Ask Rafini. And as I was doing some research, I listened to one of my old episodes, episode 40 of an Ask Rafini. And man, like, I can't believe anybody even listened to those old episodes. I'm sorry that they were really boring and I talk like this. Anyway, so now I am, uh, it's just cool to see how things have evolved. Anyway, I'm rambling. So I decided to do another Ask Rafini. And if you have questions, email them to me, hit me up on Twitter or shoot me a message on Snapchat or on Instagram or anything. Just use the hashtag Ask Rafini, R-U-F-F-I-N-I, because that's how I search them. That's how I find them. And uh, yeah, so let's get into it. So the first question is, how do I get gigs and like how do I break into the music industry? And it reminded me of a, an article that I wrote uh, about, a year, about a year and a half ago. And I'm going to read it to you real quick. It's called The Secret to Getting Gigs. And this is some surface level advice that I can give you. And I'm also working on putting together a longer webinar course kind of thing that you'll be able to attend where I really go into, into detail with it. But so I wrote this on November or I'm sorry, January 20th of 2015. And I'll link up to the, to this if you want to read it later. But I said, there isn't a day that goes by that I don't get someone asking me, how can I get gigs for one reason or another? There's some sort of confusion or mystery about getting hired. So hopefully this will help the long and the short of of it is people hire their friends and at least people that they've known for a while. So there's definitely an element of who you know, quote unquote, that goes into it. But what's even more important is what they know about you. So networking, networking and relationship building is the key to landing gigs that you want. And you have to work on building those relationships in a genuine way. The best way to develop these relationships is to put in the work. So go to the clubs where they play, offer to help them any way that you can offer value, give more than you expect to get in return. At one point or another, you will start to become a familiar face, which leads to becoming an acquaintance and then a friend. By and large, people are most comfortable with working with their friends because their friends are most like them. And Steve Bowman from Counting Crows said in the interview that he did on the 
podcast, you're probably more likely to get gigs because you were at someone's barbecue rather than because you're the best drummer in town. Relationships make the world go round. It's always said if you want to be a millionaire, you should be hanging out with millionaires. Using that logic, if you want to be playing at major clubs and doing major tours, then you need to connect with people who are already doing that. When I was starting Drummer's Resource, I didn't have a ton of contacts in the drumming world, so I had to network and create a group of friends and colleagues if I wanted to make the site happen. How did I do this? First of all, I worked my ass off. I called, I emailed, I followed up, I attended conferences, visited drummers at clubs, rinsed, and repeated. I still do this every single day, and I've built up a reputation where... I'm respected and now I'm known in the industry to the point where I get referred to people all the time. The same exact things happens when you get gigs. Once you develop the relationships, friendships and reputation, the phone will start ringing as long as you can actually play. But that's a whole nother topic. So that's some advice on how you can start to break into the scene and remember that the relationships are what makes the world go around. So you have to develop genuine relationships with people. So the next thing is the next question a lot had to do with time and working on your time and how can you develop your time? So I look at, you know, time, feel, groove, all of that in, in sort of the same element, maybe not feel, but, but definitely time and groove. So Calvin Rogers and I talked about this. I've talked about this before, but I still get a lot of emails about it. So let me sort of clear this up a little bit. So I would suggest that you take a groove, whether it's a quarter note groove, eighth note groove, 16th note groove, doesn't matter. Start it like something really slow, 40 beats a minute, and then build it up to 42 beats a minute. Like play the groove for five minutes, build it up to 42 beats a minute. Then play it for five minutes and then bump it up to like 46. Play it for five minutes, build it up or bump it up to 50 and then 52 and then 55. The problem is a lot of people go, they play something at 40, they play it and then they say, okay, I, I can play it. So let me go to 80 and then let me go to 110. Well, the problem is you're not giving yourself one, the range of different tempos. And also you're not allowing yourself to learn all of those different tempos. And keep in mind that these exercises are easy. So even if you just have literally like an eighth note groove with a kick on one and three and a snare on two and four, it's not whether or not you can play that groove. It's whether you can make it feel good and make it and and keep in time. So that is one way that you can really, really work on your time is slowly build up those beats and then do 16th note grooves like that, right? And then do 32nd note grooves like that. Then go back down to quarter note grooves. And if you slowly build these tempos up to, to finally you get to 110, 120, 130 BPMs. But if you do that over time, you'll have a lot more control over where that groove sits because going from 40 to 42 is a very slight change. And it's hard to sort of get, you know, to lock in with that and then go another couple beats a minute. The other exercise that I have, and Russ Miller taught me this, that if you take your metronome and set it at, say, you have to set it kind of slow. So set it at like 40 beats a minute. And every time the metronome hits, that's when you hit the snare. So if you have the metronome going here, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one. And if it's slow, four, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. So what you do is when you first start, all you're doing is hitting the snare on the two and four. Bop, gop, bop, 
pop. So once you, and you do do this the same way, like start at 40, 42, then 44 and build it up. But you also start adding a limb, but keeping that snare focused and making sure that you're hitting right on that metronome. Then you start adding like, you know, an eighth note on, on your right hand or, or start adding elements to the groove, but making sure that you're constantly locked in on that snare. Then you can take it to the next level and you can start to hear where you, the snare and, you know, take everything away again and just do the snare and then play before the click and play after the click. So play like a little tiny bit before the click and play a little bit be, or a little bit after the click. So you can either be, dragging it or you can be pushing it so you might have you know if the if the snare is here or if, if the metronome is here i'm going to exaggerate this so that you can see what i'm saying so if you're on and then if you play a little bit before so you're pushing it or behind oh sorry Now, obviously, that's like a flam, so you don't want to get it that drastic, but you can see what I'm saying. So you can you can start to push and you can start to pull the tune and then start adding all the elements again. So now you can you can control whether you're playing on the beat. You can play you can control whether you're playing behind the beat. You can control whether you're playing in front of the beat. Then you start doing that exercise again, but with the ride symbol, right? And start playing the ride symbol on the you know you can put quarter notes on it and playing on there and then playing the ride in front of it and behind it and then you can have the snare on and the ride ahead or the snare ahead and the ride behind and now once you start working out all of these different ways to play with the time you'll get so much more control over the time so you can deliberately put things where they want to go so if somebody's like hey man just lay it back okay cool i can totally do that so that'll Definitely. It's a really hard exercise and it'll take you, you know, months and years to really work on this, but start working on it. Let me know how you make out because it's definitely not an easy thing to do. And again, not my exercise. That's Russ Miller's thing that, that he taught me. So that's, I think it's amazing. The next thing is sort of a time issue, but this is more of, I'm, I'm categorizing this as a fill issue and it says, how can I work on my tempo during fills? I typically slow down or speed up when I do fills. This is a totally normal occasion. Most people speed up. But a lot of people slow down, too. The issue is most people do different subdivisions in their fills than what they're playing. So if they're playing an eighth note groove, right? So they start playing 16th notes and they start to speed up. Best way to do it is take your metronome. Again, obviously, I keep saying metronome because it's the best thing to use. So you take that metronome and set it on. Maybe you set it on eighth notes. Right. And the first thing you can do is play a groove and play nothing but eighth notes in your hand. So you can play and do this slow, 40, 50, 60 beats a minute, really slow. And you can play eighth notes on the hi hat. One and two and three and four and one. Making sure that you're lined up with one and two and three and four and one and two and three and four and and then the next thing go to 16th notes and you can play the same thing you can play grooves in 16th notes on the hi-hat. So then you're playing every single 16th note then 
You can practice playing quarter note grooves, 16th notes in your ear. And then when you go to do a fill, one E and a two E and a three E and a four E and a one, you know, you're playing, say you're playing an eighth note groove, one and two and three and four and one and two and three and four and jaga daga 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 one and two and three and four and jaga daga 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 Then you can start doing it with a paradiddle instead of singles. One and two and three and four and paradiddle, 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 boom, So the Again, not the most difficult things to play, but we're not working on difficulty. That's a whole other topic. We're working on time. We're working on subdivisions. We're working on making sure that every single note is spaced out evenly. So when you have that metronome there to keep you honest, then you can work on those subdivisions and practice like practice playing a quarter note groove and doing 16th note fills or 32nd note fills, keeping that 32nd note you know, metronome or 16th note metronome in your ear and then go the other way, play 16th note grooves and then do fills in quarter notes. And if you flip flop back and forth and you can do these sub- subdivisions quickly, because most people get excited when they do a fill and they do 16th notes, they go, ah, and they speed up. So it's like, and then they got to get back to the beat. So try that. It'll definitely work. I did it. I've done it for years and, and it definitely works. So the next thing, last question, what do I do if I'm running out of practice ideas? And this absolutely, totally 100% blows my mind because I always think there's things to practice, but I get it. It's like, well, I don't know what to practice. So let's start with, okay, practice something you don't know. Listen to something that, you know, on a record and say, wow, I can't play that. Figure that out. So that's sort of the the easy thing. But another thing that you can do is you can take all the grooves that you have and try to do them left hand lead, right? You can take your whole entire drum set. You can set it up the completely opposite way. So if you're right handed, set it up like you're a left hander, you know, or vice versa. Some other ideas is to just go on YouTube and watch some other stuff that other people are practicing. Listen to some records that you've never listened to before. If you're a rock drummer, go listen to some jazz stuff. If you're a jazz guy, go listen to some rock stuff. Like try to try to transcribe what people are doing. You'll get different ideas. Try to, you know, lead everything with your left hand instead of your right hand. Try to, you know, play, make up creative ostinatos with your feet and play stuff over top of it. I mean, there's, there's infinite possibilities, but you just have to get out of your comfort zone. So the so the main thing is, is like, not, don't just sit down, play the same grooves that you always play and then play the same fills that you always do. So take one of your fills that you always do and say, OK, I always play right, left, right, kick, kick, right, right or right, left, right, kick, kick, right, left, right. OK, so try starting that with the kick instead. So you do kick, kick, right, left, right, kick, kick, right, left, you know, whatever. I don't remember what I just said, but you get the, the, you get the idea. You can take any sort of, any sort of pattern that you have. And instead of starting it on, you know, on the one started on the E of one or something like that. So if you, even if you take a parrot, it'll fill one, two, three, four, and one, two, and three, and four, and then just take that and move it to the E. So you have one and two and three and four and one. 
right? So now that's like a new thing, and then move it to the end if you want to. Got got right. So there's again infinite possibilities, but just challenge yourself. Play stuff that try to play stuff that you can't play. Try to write. Just write a bunch of random things on a piece of paper. R L R L L R L R R L L R, and then try to play it, and then try to play it as you know triplets, and then try to play it as eighth notes, sixteenth notes. Try, you know, moving it around the kit. Try playing it with your feet. Try playing it between your hands and your feet. Trust me, you'll start to uh, you'll start to get out of that that create. And sometimes, like walk away from the kit. Literally, just don't play the kit for a week or two. I've done that numerous times to just kind of get out of my own way and uh, and get the creative juices flowing again. So that is the result of 187 non-responded to emails that I responded to today. And those were the glaring questions that a lot of people were asking me. So I hope that helps. Again, if you have questions, shoot them over to me, Nick at DrummersResource.com or do it on Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. Just use the hashtag AskRafini. I hope you have an awesome weekend. If you're here in the States, I hope you have an awesome Memorial Day weekend. Be safe, please be safe. I love you guys. I don't want anything to happen to you. And I will be back on Monday with a new interview with... All right. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.